Ladies and gentlemen, All Saints Catholic Church in Dallas, Texas welcomes you to All Saints Coffee Chats. Hi everyone, welcome to Coffee Chats here at All Saints. This is our fourth episode. Uh, today we are joined by the one and only Deacon Michael Balesta uh, from here at All Saints. Um, thank you, Deacon, for joining us. We're happy to. It's, it's a pleasure to be with you. Yeah. Now we're we're excited to to have you with us. Um, so yeah, for those who haven't seen before or don't know, I'm Andrew Darling. I'm the director of Junior High Youth Ministry and Faith Formation here at All Saints. I'm also joined by. Hi, I'm Chelsea Colum. I'm the director of High School Youth Ministry and Confirmation. I am Paul Bianchi, the Director of Youth, Young Adult, and Family Ministries here at All Saints. And I'm Deacon <laughs> Michael Ballesta. I'm uh, one of the deacons here at All Saints Catholic Church, and it's a delight to be with you all today. Thanks all right. for joining us. So let's go ahead. I guess if we want to get started in prayer this morning, we can do that, and then we'll jump right into some of the questions. Are you comfortable leading us in prayer? Sure. All right. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, Father, be with us this hour as we reflect on who you are and as we try to understand you and try to come into deeper relationship with you, to love you as you love us, to walk after your son Jesus, our, the person you sent to save us, that we would be filled with your Holy Spirit that spirit would fill us with love for one another. We pray all this in your great holy name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you. Yeah. All right. So we got some good morning, everybody, for joining. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we got some questions that we'll get started with. Today, our topic is going to be on the Holy Trinity. So if you've got some questions that you would like to send in for uh, Deacon Michael, um, we will go ahead and get those started, but first we wanted to ask, Deacon, can you tell us a little bit about your vocation story and becoming a deacon? Okay. Well, actually, I think the vocation story really starts uh, over 65 years ago when my parents brought me in to the church to be baptized. I mean, that's really the call of all of, all of us have. That's the vocation that all of us share, that... Um, you know, we were baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and that you know we, we we're supposed to through that become holy. We're all supposed to become saints, and so we all take some twists and turns as we walk through that that journey. But so I mean, the overarching vocation is I want to be a saint. <laughs> right. Well, okay. So speaking of that, right? Like, so we all have the call to become saints. Do you have a favorite saint or someone that you look to for spiritual guidance um, who are one of our, our heavenly brothers or sisters? Um, I know each week we've kind of gone back and forth with a different one every week, it seems like, so I know it changes <laughs> yeah. a lot. But Sure. I, I think, um, you know, it, it's hard to answer that question one way because I could, depending on what mood you catch me in, but right. uh, I've always, uh, my birthday is September 28th. Well. I'm glad that my parents didn't name me for the saint of the day because I think it's a saint. Um, it's it's a Saint Wenceslas. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That could be, that could be cool. It, it just Wenceslas trips off Valesta. the tongue, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 But uh, so, but the next day, 
Now, and it may not have been true back then. That was the old calendar. So it's, it, but at least on the, the modern calendar, that's um, Saint Michael, Saint Raphael, Saint Gabriel. Mm-hmm. And I, I really have an affinity. When I was younger, I went by Mike, but I really like to be called Michael now because that name uh, just is praise of God. It means who is like God in Hebrew, you know. And the question makes it's a question, but it's you know you expect the response. Well, there's nothing like God. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah I've, I've, I've always been very fascinated by. The, the calendars and how everything goes. I know in like Butler's Lives of the Saints, everything is written out mm-hmm. in the calendar. And uh, my son, uh, his his he has this huge affinity to Padre Pio. And for the longest time, it was like, oh, that's really cool. I'm glad you like Padre Pio. You're like fascinated by his yeah. saint story. His feast day is my son's birthday, ah. uh, September 23rd, which I always thought was really cool. And on a lot of the calendars, because there's not a quote unquote major saint mm-hmm. on October 3rd, which is my birthday, I've always kind of gone back and forth with St. Francis and Therese of Lisieux, who are on the second and the fourth, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so I, and you know, hopefully one day I'll, I'll take the third. No, we'll see. <laughs> um, that's the goal though, right? Like you said, that's the there's goal. nobody there. So, take it. <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see. <laughs> but, Excellent. Um, okay, so along those same lines of talking about some of our favorites, do you have and I know this is probably, like you said, changes with the mood. Do you have a favorite scripture passage that you go to in prayer? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, yeah, that is a tough question. And I've been a, a scripture student for a long time. Uh, but uh, you know, if you're pushing me today, uh, I'll go with one that you, you, all of you, can recite for me from memory. In fact, all of you out there should know it. For God. So, so loved the world. <laughs> yeah. God so loved the world. Right. It's in the gospel this weekend. So that's actually yes, this well, Sunday's is gospel. That, yeah, you, yeah. You, that's what I was gonna say. Is that's that's one of the that is the first verse of the gospel and they just have two verses after that. So it's Yeah, it's a shorter readings this week. I don't I don't know if you've watched the show The Chosen. Um, but I, I I've been talking about this nonstop with a lot of people lately. It's, it's, it's very well done, um, but there's a scene with Jesus and Nicodemus where they meet in the darkness, and we, we have this biblical account, but in that scene we have, they, they show um, John 3.16, Jesus says, like, yeah, this is my mission, this is why I came into the world is yeah. because God so loved the world that he sent yeah. his son to make the sacrifice. And uh, it's it's a beautiful scene. It's my favorite scene. I was watching it with Andrew and Chelsea yesterday. And it yeah. goosebumps the whole time. Um, it really, yeah. But yeah, really watch you know. The Chosen after you watch the coffee chat. Don't well, miss it. You know, it's <laughs> just, if we were going to write that verse, and I, and I can't claim credit for it, I heard it from a, a Bible teacher 40 years ago. But he said, you know, if, if I was writing it or you were writing, we'd probably say, well, God so loved his son, he gave him the world. But right. that's, you know, it's, it's, it's like so many things. God turns things upside down. Yeah. I, I, um, that may have been the first scripture passage I ever read. And I think it was because I saw, so we, we didn't have a Bible in our house growing up. Um, but I remember seeing 
people at sporting events always holding up the John 316 yeah. sign. And I was always so confused. I'm like, who is John and what is he doing at 316 that I'm supposed <laughs> to know about, you know? Um, and I, was, I, like, I always was so confused by it. I was like, what? And finally, I, they, you know, somebody had done a news report on like Bible verses at sporting events and why aren't there other ones other than John 316? And I was like, oh, that's a Bible thing, which, you know, uh, of course cool. it was. It wasn't that John was doing so. My dad's name is John. So I was like, my dad has to be somewhere at 316, apparently. <laughs> um, and I finally, it was. I remember being in a hotel uh, during one of our, um, I was in band, and it was a marching band thing that we were doing. And I remember opening a drawer, and there was a Gideon's Bible there in the drawer. And flipping, asking my friend Andy, who was the only kid I knew who was Christian, John 3.16, and he, he shows it to me, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I had no concept of who God was or who this Jesus character was, so I, I yeah. paid no attention to it. I was like, okay, good good for John. Good for you. <laughs> and whatever he's doing at 3.16. So, yeah, and, and having that reading this Sunday is, is great. So this Sunday is the Solemnity of the Holy Trinity. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> I'm not sure if there is an easy way to explain the Trinity outside of the very clear Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but if you want to give our our viewers kind of a crash course in the Trinity, we have 47 minutes, <laughs> so good luck. And we won't solve the issue. <laughs> right. Uh, is, you know, Trinity... Um, Trinity Sunday has sometimes been called the preacher's nightmare. And I've been in many, many times on Trinity Sunday where we'll, we'll kid whoever has to give the homily. Well, so at the end of this, we're all going to understand, right? And it's like, uh, yeah, right. It's, um, it's, we'll never understand, but we should try. Um, and, and, and sometimes I think why preachers and, and teachers dread the topic is because they realize they're going to fall short. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, St. Augustine said something, and, and I, I heard Bishop Robert Barron quote this for his homily that he's giving this Sunday, and he used the Latin, which I can't give it to you. But St. <laughs> Augustine said, if you understand it, it's not God. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just it's you 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 just can't do it, and, and that's why we fear it is because we think well we're gonna we're gonna flub it and we get it all wrong. It doesn't mean we shouldn't try though, and it doesn't mean that it's so obscure that we have absolutely no knowledge of it. Mm-hmm. It just means uh, we're we're, we're kind of it's kind of like an ant trying to understand us or a virus trying to understand us. Yeah. I mean, the distance between us and God is infinitely more than it is between an ant and us, or us and an angel, or, or what have you. It's, it's just, uh, it is a mystery, but it's one that makes sense. And it's not something that we could have come up with ourselves, but as, as Christians pondered the scriptures, that's what kind of emerged in the first couple centuries. You won't find that word Trinity in the Bible. It's not mm-hmm. there. 
and real fundamentalists, if they're actually saying it's the Bible alone, shouldn't use the word Trinity because it's not there. Right. It's something that emerged as we tried to, as the church wrestled with, you know, who is this guy Jesus? Mm-hmm. And what do you mean? Is it, well, no, he can't be God because there's only one God. Even the pagans figured out, you know, if you really have a good concept of God, <clears throat> there can only be one. So if there's only one God, and God and Jesus called God Father, well, then he can't be God. That's what Arius said. He's just right. a really super elevated creature. Right. And uh, but no, the church had to say, no, it's not so. We gotta we gotta preserve that the integrity of that he is God. Yes, he's human, but he's God. Oh. Well, how can there be two gods? Right. And then, then they start arguing about the Holy Spirit, and again, the church had to affirm, yes, the Spirit is fully God. Yeah. And so, three and one, one and three, oh yeah, that makes sense. No, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. But we affirm it because we know it's true. Right. I do think, um, <clears throat> as I've grown in my knowledge and understanding of the faith, that <clears throat> looking back at the idea that the Holy Spirit and God and Jesus were all present in the beginning, and then you go and you look at the creation story where it talks about the Holy Spirit rushing over the waters mm-hmm. um, and God breathing things into existence. And even with last week's reading, um, when Jesus returns to the disciples, he breathes on them um, in the same way that, that God breathes into the dirt to create Adam, almost as if Jesus is creating a new being in those disciples as well. And then you have the descending of the Holy Spirit. And you. Of course, when Jesus is baptized, you have the, the Trinity in its full existence in that moment where Jesus mm-hmm. comes up from the waters and the Holy Spirit comes down and then you hear the voice of God saying, you know, this is my mm-hmm. son with whom I'm well pleased. Um, I also thought, you know, my, my, I was talking to my kids last night about this topic and, and my wife, um, she was explaining to them that it's a mystery, but it's not one that has to be solved. You know, when we talk about mysteries of the faith, it's not that we are seeking an absolute answer. It's that we're continuing to grow in our understanding of what truth is. Um, And so, right, it's not that we have three separate gods. It's that we have one God who has these three beings in it. And so it's, 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 um, it's something that I think, because we so often feel like we have to have the answers to everything, mm-hmm. we would rather just not talk about it because there isn't a, a finite answer yeah. um, that is easily explainable. And I, I agree, like St. Augustine said, if, if we know every answer to everything, then it's not God. Yeah. Um, so I'd be like Scooby-Doo, or like, just get, if you just get close enough, you take the mask off, like, okay, now I get right. it. Like, now I can't. Yeah. Like, no, it's, the reason that we can't do that is why mm-hmm. God is worth seeking it's like you know that's the reason that he's got is because he's not that he's simple but he's not that bad in my head all i can yeah. think now is god saying if it wasn't for those darn kids <laughs> <laughs> it's good good scooby-doo reference I happy to, happy to. <laughs> okay. also for those who are just joining us um you know, we, uh, please send us, send us in your questions about the trinity about deacon michael about us about anything um we have a question function at the bottom of your screen or you can send them in the comments as well we'll try and get back to you on those but, you know, the one response would be <clears throat> that, okay, it's a mystery, I don't understand, so let's just get on with life and, right. and, and deal with things that we can understand and solve the problems and that sort of thing. But 
you know, it, we, we, we need to focus on the Trinity because it's, it's really, it's our goal. When we said we want to be a saint, well, being a saint is being with God and seeing God. And so, you know, we should cultivate that relationship right from the start, right now. I mean, if, if we want to spend eternity with God, hang out with him now and do everything we do. Certainly in the church, every time we celebrate a sacrament, if you're going to say a prayer, what do we do? We start in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We, we, it, the Trinity is, is kind of at the center of, of our walk as, as Christians and who we are. So um, I don't know if you got any questions, but one of the things that uh, came, came up in today's reading, or in Sunday's reading, I should say, the first reading, uh, <clears throat> is that Moses is going up the mountain to get another copy of the Ten Commandments because he broke all ten of them. <laughs> he broke the ten. So he's up there, and the cloud comes down. And, you know, and he proclaims his name. You know, I, Lord, the Lord, the God of, of, uh, who is merciful and gracious, uh, slow to anger, full of, of kindness and, and kind of fidelity and, and, mm. and kindness. You know, and all those beautiful adjectives just describe who he is. That Bishop Barron, when he preached, was talking about this, said he comes in a cloud. What happens if we go into a cloud? Everything gets kind of murky and fuzzy mm -hmm. and we can't see things clearly. Well, in a sense, every time we try to see God, it's, it's, it's not it's not a sharp focus like the words on this on this page. Um, it's part of that mystery thing. Uh, we're not going to fully grasp it, but it's it might make us afraid. But then he reveals himself, and he's saying those words like, "I am, I'm gracious." Well, grace means gift. We don't earn God. God always offers Himself to us. Yeah. So you know, that's one aspect of it. He's merciful. And we, we sometimes picture God as that angry old man that is going to zap us because we're having too much fun or we're doing something wrong. But no, he's merciful. He, he knows we're sinners and he still wants to offer us that mercy. He's um, slow to anger. That goes along with that again. He's, he's not angry with us. Sometimes we project that on. But even his anger is an expression of he wants to set things right. He yeah. wants he wants us to come back to his charge of Um Let's see what else was in there. The the, 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 the he's faithful, mm -hmm. fidelity. He's always consistent. Mm -hmm. Like me, I'm never I'm not consistent. Yeah. But he is. Yes. So he's drawing us in, and if we tr try to get put all those things into one word, we would say. He's love. Mm. We're commanded to love the verb, but and he does love as a verb, as an action. But he is love. Yeah. Just that's who he is. Yeah, we we we've had a lot of talks with our students over the last few years about the the First John chapter four, where it says that God is love, um, and try to get them to understand that love is not just a feeling that you hear about in a you know Ed Sheeran song or something like that but it's that it's this action that takes place and, and it's constantly willing 
the good of the other person and that God is always willing the good in our lives. And we don't always see that because we think we know what's best, right? And of course that goes back to our original sin and that, you know, Adam and Eve, when they're in the garden and they, they think they know what's better. And I, I know that they're tempted by the serpent to do so. But um, yeah, it's so often that we we do things like that where we think, well, I know, I know what's best for me in this situation. Um, mm-hmm. And we kind of take God out of it and we're really good. Um, or, or maybe I shouldn't say we. I know I am good at like, I will blame God when something goes wrong, but I don't always give him credit when something goes right, um, which is always kind of a, a, a challenge. Um, one of the questions that, that I've always seen around uh, the topic of the Trinity is why the Holy Spirit gets such little credit, I guess, so to speak, right? Like, we can, we can conceptualize what a father is so we understand understand God the Father. We can conceptualize Jesus as a man because we have this whole account of everything. But how do we um, how do we help people get a better understanding of Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a tough question. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I've always kind of yeah. come by, it's the action, right? It's your movement. Yeah. It's what's yeah, and, and you know, when, two weeks ago when we were celebrating the Ascension, you know, sort of one of the mistaken views of the Ascension is, well, Jesus went away, and why did he leave us? Right. And, but, you know, by going, one, he didn't really leave us. He never left the Father's side either. But he, he promised us that comforter. You know, that, that word paraclete uh, that's in the Greek, I mean, some translations, some Bible translations will just leave it at that because it has so many different layered meanings, including a comforter. So we have his presence. He's a counselor, so he gives us the wisdom and gives us guidance on how to live. It's an advocate so that he defends us. So the Spirit is God's gift to us, and understanding the Spirit... And getting back to the whole topic of Trinity again, it's once we say that he's love, then there's a lover, there's a beloved, and then there's the mutual love that's spread between them. So we're given that love that's between the Father and the Son, and we share into it, and he is going to draw us into that relationship with the Father and the Son. And of course, I know you probably as part of your other discussions with either the chats or the youth group, you've you know, have talked about the gifts of the Spirit, the, yeah. the, the fruit of the Spirit. Um, in one sense, the Spirit, we don't probably think about him all the time just because he's doing his job, yeah. which is yeah, to reveal Jesus, to bring us to the Father through Jesus, and to empower us. So. It's not that he isn't there or isn't important, but you know, if we thought it just kind of reflected back a little bit each day, we could say, "Okay, come, Holy Spirit, fill my heart, inflame it with your love," yeah. uh, and, and he's always there. I have a question from one of your students, Stacy. Thanks, Stacy. Um, you were just saying that we have you know, sometimes we pray to the Holy Spirit, say, "Come, Holy Spirit," or we, mm-hmm. you know, pray sort of to individual mm-hmm. members of the Trinity. Um, do you think, the question was, do you think that the person of the Trinity, or excuse me, that the, 
um, that the different persons of the Trinity um, are present at different times based on our need, or um, I mean, I guess it kind of goes back to the like the out intro added extra distinction thing. But um, like, how would you? Is there a good way to describe kind of how these three different persons interact with us? Is it all the same, or is it kind of? I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> a lot there too. Oh, sure, sure. Um, All, you know, we, we, when we pray to God, we're praying to all three. Or, you know, we should. I mean, but certainly we, you know, sort of church tradition is that our most our most ancient prayers and our formal prayer at Mass are focused to the Father. And, and there's only a few prayers in there that then focus on Jesus. You know, at the, at the peak of the the prayer, the Eucharistic prayer, then the priest says the very words of Jesus. But if you, if you pay to close attention, most of the prayers are to the Father, and it's it's the, uh, that odd prayer that would be addressed to the Spirit. But they all are, they're, they're, they're in relationship, so even though we say he sent the Father sends the Son, they're all involved in our salvation, but only one became human. Uh, all are all, only one sent, but all of them were involved in that act of salvation and, cre right. and creation, and redemption, and sanctification. I mean, so maybe we're we're being too picky, trying to say, well, okay, the Father does this, the Son does this, and the Spirit does this. But you know, I don't know that we have to say, well, I'm, today I'm going to play, I'm going to be devoted to the Spirit. Right. right. You, know. yeah, you can't have one. Without the other. the other, you can't have one without the others. Right. Yeah, I think it's I think it's easy for us to try to compartmentalize it because we can conceptually compartmentalize things, whereas God is outside of. Go that back constraint. in the cloud. Right. Get back right. in the cloud. Uh, yeah, I think that's. Um, I. Uh, so I've I've been very blessed in twenty years of doing ministry to be able to speak to thousands of young people. Um, at conferences or on retreats or different things like that and I know that every time I go up to give a talk or a reflection or Bible study whatever it is my prayer is always come Holy Spirit um, that doesn't mean that I don't want Jesus and God there with me uh, it just means that like I understand that my job is never to draw people closer to me but to point people to to Christ, to God, you know, yeah. and and I think that's one of the things that um, has allowed me to be as blessed as I have been in my time in ministry is because I I try to be very aware of that that the yeah. Holy Spirit I am I am working as an instrument mm -hmm. that the Holy Spirit is moving through mm -hmm. to um, uh, reach people and and one of the things that um, we have a painting there on the wall, and I was looking at it yesterday, and, and we'll bring it over into the, the view in a minute so that you, you want to grab yeah, it. Kind of. um, and, and I was looking at it yesterday, and it, it was done by one of the artists who has helped us out. The Yeah, and um, Lance Brown, mm -hmm. who had, you know, he's an amazing artist that paints upside down, and then he flips the picture over it. And so I was looking at this picture yesterday, um, and I'll put it here. And as I was looking at it yesterday, knowing that we were going to be talking about the Spirit, 
I, I looked at it and I realized that it's not just like the spirit coming out of us, uh, but it's also the spirit coming in. Coming you know that it, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a constant uh, movement and flow mm-hmm. of the spirit. Um, and I, I guess the first couple times I looked at that painting, I thought to myself like, "Oh, that's really cool. It's like the spirit coming into all of us, and it ignites our heart, and it's got this you know beautiful cross shape and all everything." Uh, and then I I was like, "Oh, but it's not just that. It's like us." putting the spirit out into mm-hmm. the world you know that that goes back to what we were talking about with baptism is that it's not just you know we don't receive those things so that we keep them to ourselves mm-hmm. we receive them so they go out into the world as well and then we become instruments of the Holy Spirit of God's love so another question coming in from one of our, our top viewers Catherine thank you you're wonderful um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we there's a question about, and this maybe Chelsea, you could probably be one that would actually help with this as well. Um, talking about how men and women perceive the Trinity differently. Um, I, I don't know if that's something we can entirely get into, but um, she asked, how can, uh, can you talk about how men and women perceive the Trinity differently? For example, um, harder for men to hear Jesus Christ desires us and loves us. Um, is that mm. something that, um, I mean, is that okay that we would perceive? Yeah, the Trinity differently. Are there ways that that's um, helpful? I mean, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, it, it maybe mm-hmm. yeah. that's kind of a lot there. But <laughs> <laughs> no, it, no, thank you for that question. <clears throat> you know, one of the beauties of our tradition in, in the Catholic Church is that there are just a wide breadth of, of spiritualities, of ways of approaching God and prayer and all that, and, and none of them. Meant, I don't have to master all of them, and all of them aren't going to speak to me. You know, in my personal life, Scripture has had a tremendously important role in terms of how God communicates to me and how we talk to one another. But another person, they're in adoration or, or saying the rosary, and I'm not saying I don't say the rosary or those other things, but people can be, God uses many different ways of speaking to people. And so, different ways of perceiving God, different ways of praying to God, different ways of listening to God. It's not right or wrong. It's there's, it, we, we, when we look at God and God's creation, I mean, obviously God likes a diversity and a creativity. I'm going to ask him why he made mosquitoes, but you know. <laughs> That's the one I want to know. That's my, yeah. Why mosquitoes? Mosquitoes and cockroaches. Yeah. Well, cockroaches too, yeah. and COVID-19. Yes, <laughs> you know, questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, being serious though, you know, just look at the, you know, there are more scientists discover new animals and, and, and plants and, and other creatures like daily. We just keep discovering more and more and more. What I'm trying to get at is that we don't have to pigeonhole and say, well, this is the way to pray. This is the the right way to perceive the Trinity or or God. We can all approach him. And, you know, if we think about it, since we're all created in the image and likeness of God, when God brings us to perfection and we're saints, each one of us will be reflecting the glory of God mm-hmm. in a way that's totally different than anybody else. Yeah. And, and that's, so, so God will, I think, manifest himself differently to different people because we are all different individuals. Yeah, I think I have been, I, I've 
had the opportunity to, to work with people who don't have as strong of a relationship with their father. Mm-hmm. And because of that struggle, mm-hmm. they've always struggled with a relationship with God the Father. Mm-hmm. And understanding that how is this a person that could always be there for me mm-hmm. when my earthly father is not somebody who modeled that. Yeah. And so it's a struggle that I have. Um, I have heard nuns who say, uh, I'm blessed to be married to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Whereas that's not something that I would ever think to say. Yeah. Um, we we have had even um, retreats where we've had men in women's groups that like we've gone outside and like run around with sticks as the guys right in the guys' <laughs> room is like you know we're warriors for Christ and, like we have this Holy Spirit rah, right and the women in the other group are like we want to be the spouse of Christ like to understand what this means and so I do think that it's it's good because it's how it speaks to your heart. And, and that's really what God is after, right? More than anything else is, is he wants mm-hmm. your heart and, and, and to be in that constant communion with you. And, and because of that, I think, because as human beings, we're, we're so... Um, small is the wrong word, but it, our process of how, how to conceptualize God is, is so minute compared to his infinite that we... It's okay to do that, right? Like, God doesn't care if you want to think of him as this father figure or as this spousal figure or as your best friend or whatever it is. He just wants you to think of him. He wants to be in this relationship with you mm-hmm. so desperately. Yeah. Um, and I, I, again, you know, maybe, Chelsea, if there's more that you want to do. Like, from your perspective, I mean, I, I remember... At one point in time, we were we were doing a Bible study, and one of the girls turns to me, and she's like, I just think of, like, the God of the Old Testament who's holding my hand and walking me down this path. And it's, like, it's this beautiful image of, like, when my dad was alive, and we would walk through the park together. And she, unfortunately, had lost her dad at a very young age. And I was like, that's never how I conceptualized it. Like, I'm thinking of being out on the lake, fishing with my dad and just hanging out. Like, that's me and God, right? Like, right. I never thought of, like, holding hands and walking down the, the pathway at the park or the trail or whatever. Um, and so I do think that, you know, there, there is absolutely nothing wrong with how you, um, that, how you perceive the relationship with the, the different yeah. members of the Trinity, right? I think going back to what you said earlier, Deacon, is like you, you can't have one without the other, and so right. If you yeah. if you know you have a struggle to relate to God the Father, but you know you you find it easier to pray or you know communicate with God the Son. Like okay, start there, and then he'll as he says in the Gospel, I think this week like he'll he'll lead you to the Father, mm-hmm. the Spirit. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, that's yeah, how it. I think, oh, go ahead. Yes, please. <laughs> I think off of what Paul was saying, like our relationship of how we see our see earthly figures um, in our lives, of how we can relate to God the Father uh, as someone blessed to have a great relationship with my dad. It was easier for me to see that I could have that same relationship with God the Father. Um, but then, kind of on the flip side of that, of someone that I didn't want to disappoint, um, and my earthly father I think if we ever saw him upset about something we knew the world was going to end soon because <laughs> he just doesn't get upset over anything like 
even the things we would get upset about, he'd be like, oh, no big deal. And still to this day, he's like, ah, it just, nothing ruffles his feathers, which is great. Um, and so it was like, I never wanted to disappoint him. Um, and so I still have that same kind of view of God the Father where it's like, okay, if I don't want to, you know, you don't want to disappoint God either. Um, and so it kind of translates in that way of kind of having that same type of relationship, um, I guess, as a young girl in not wanting to disappoint, you know, her mm. father and, you know, being the oldest girl in the family was like, you know, the daddy's girl. But then I can also see it as like, oh, we're going fishing or we're going outdoors or, you know. Um, all the different things that we would do. Um, mm. And I'm just blessed to have a great relationship with both my parents um, in that sense. So. I think one, one thing I would add to that, you know, I, I really want to affirm that there are people that have a bad relationship with yeah. one parent. I was blessed with, with parents that I loved. I did have a have a conflict with my father that we took a long time to heal, but for the most part, I, I knew he loved me, and he knows we we loved each other. But mm -hmm. um, for those that you know, had an, either an absent father or an abusive father, or an alcoholic, what have you, um, it can be hard to relate to God as father. It, it gets back to what we started the discussion is that you know, we don't really. We, we talk about God as Father, but He's not a Father like our, our earthly fathers are. Mm -hmm. He's a lot more than that. Mm -hmm. uh, just like the Son, you know, we 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 can have we're we're children of, of our parents, and some of us have children, but it's that that relationship. It, it's just so much more. Um, I had a theology professor that once said, uh, "Likey not imori." He says, that's not Latin. God is like a father, but he's more than a father. He's not a father, and he's more than a father. So, it, it, and that's not to diminish that we have to do some healing if, if we've had a bad relationship with a father. But mm -hmm. uh, it's, he, he, you could look at him, he's the father you wish you would have had. Yeah. Uh, I, I had someone that said to me once, and I, I think it was my godfather, um, said to me when we were, when, sorry, not we, when my wife um, <laughs> was giving giving birth to our son, I remember talking to him and he said, you know, one of the hardest things, first of all, pray for your child, right? Immediately give him to God and say, yeah. this this is yours and I thank you for mm -hmm. allowing me to be part of this <laughs> yeah. and, and to take some responsibility on this young child and I will do everything I can to make sure he gets back to you, right? Um, and he said to me, he he's goes, right, right, he's, <laughs> this my loner kid, um, <laughs> you know, but he said to me, he goes, you know, the, one of the hardest things though, as a parent is that you have to understand that your child will never love you as much as you love them. And it's not to say that children don't love their parents. You know, my, my, my children absolutely love me, but it's just a different kind of love. And I, I relate, as soon as he said that to me, I immediately thought, that's our relationship with God. You know, God, as children of God, we have a God who loves us this infinite amount that, like, even as people who have spent so much of their lives learning about God or dedicating themselves to God or doing everything they can to bring people to God, we still don't love God nearly as much as He loves us. Absolutely. Um, 
and it, it's a uh, it's hard to conceptualize that kind of love um, and, and right like you will have times with your father or with your friend that things aren't always good but God is unchanging like you had said before and and he is always there and he is always love and because that is his essence and his being it can't change um, and yes I do think you know right now we, we are blessed to be able to offer reconciliation on Thursdays and, and you know if you feel like there's any kind of um, strain on your relationship with God right now we encourage you to, to go to reconciliation if you feel comfortable doing so and we have it outdoors uh, tonight at 5.30 so we encourage you to do that um, all three priests will be there yes. and you can have your choice Yep, and we uh, we have started doing daily mass at nine a.m. Um, mm-hmm. So if you are looking to do that, you are more than welcome to join us. the The bishop still has his. Uh, you have to have one of these. Yes, you have to wear your mask uh, for mass, and you know the bishop is still doing the dispensation for Sunday masses. Mm-hmm. But um, if you if you are looking to uh, partake in the sacraments, we we do have those available. So, other questions coming through from some of our. Unless he was. I was just going to add one more. But but we'll do the question. Is to get back to that um, notion of you know maybe women have the idea that they're married to Christ, but that shouldn't be something that us guys should shy away from. And you might look into some of the poetry of Saint Saint John uh, of the Cross because he uh, he he looked at. he, he spoke in those terms that were just very intimate, that relationship yeah. that he, he sought with God. He even There's one poem where he talks about you know, rushing up the stairs and, and everything's dark and he's alone with Jesus. And you know, that they, they have this embrace. And it's, it's, you know, we don't want to get too carried away with the, the physicality of it, but since we're bodies, we got, Jesus wants to be, in a sense, married to us guys just as much as he wants to be married to the gals and uh, yes you know in, in, in yesterday's gospel where the Sadducees said you know okay the guy was married to seven women and they all died and then finally she died whose wife is she the beauty of heaven is that we'll be able to be intimate with everybody all yeah. the saints and with God so that you know in a sense we're having that intimacy with Jesus now is anticipating the intimacy we have with our, our spouse, with our wives, right. is anticipating that even greater intimacy that we're going to have with, with God and with one another. Right. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's like you said with God the Father earlier. He's, you can, you know, we can picture him. He presents himself as God the Father, but it's, it's more than that in a way that we can't even. Yeah. And so the, it's the yeah. say we can, you can say God is or Jesus is like the spouse mm-hmm. of us, but you know. Yeah. It's not weird because it's more than that. It's it's a different, it's, it's a different marriage is an image of that rather than vice versa. Right, and any image we have is is just you know that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it may be beautiful, but it's going to be so much more. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So another question. I know we're uh, specifically talking about the Trinity this week, although I guess this is the Holy Spirit is is in the Trinity. So um, we're also within. <laughs> it is. So there we go. It is. Um, but we're also within the. Um, well, about a week after Pentecost, and it's not the octave anymore, but it's, you know. Um, 
Whatever. The question about, uh, I guess kind of going back to what you were saying earlier, Paul, about the Holy Spirit being sort of the one who inspires action in us. Um, if there's a time, maybe starting with Deacon Michael, um, if there's a time in our lives when we felt called to particular action by the Holy Spirit, we have examples of kind of how that has played out in our lives, um, and how that interaction sort of has gone, where it's led us. Yeah. And it's, again, <laughs> it's a lot. But do I have to say staring, it out loud? I've yeah. been no, staring um, at the question. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I've been thinking about it too. And I, yeah. You know, uh, Deacon, do you want to go first? I, <laughs> I, I have had so many, like, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit experiences in my life that I just, I don't even know where to start. I mean, my conversion story was the Holy Spirit just moving me to come to the church um you know i um i asked my wife to marry me five minutes after meeting her but you know <laughs> and, like i'm not and like i'm not you know exaggerating that like that's the truth and thank god in her wisdom she said no um <laughs> but i i also remember being in adoration and and seeing my wife and i getting married i i, I have had moments where um in times of doubt that I, I felt like there couldn't be a, a God present in this moment and then a doctor walks into the room and tells me go home and read this Bible passage and I'm like who are you random doctor to tell me to go home and read a Bible passage and I went home and read it and it's you know Hebrews 11 of, of having faith in things that are not seen but what we believe and then a year and a half later running into that same doctor and him remembering everything about us you know it, it's there have been so many moments in my life, um, even coming to All Saints, where, um, you know, I, I joke around with some people that, like, I was mad that the previous youth minister asked me to pray about whether or not I would come here because I was like, I don't want to. I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. And, you know, God and <laughs> in his infinite wisdom, you know, the Holy Spirit, it was like, I'm sitting there and I'm talking to my wife about it. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, my gosh, we got to go to All Saints let's uproot our lives again and you know and, and so uh, yeah I mean the Holy Spirit just constantly is throwing me around <laughs> so yeah no, this was, it, we, as we were talking earlier about being more less apparent to us I think when you're if you reflect back on something, you can see the, the spirit's movement maybe a little more clearly. It may not be as dramatic as, as not, I'm not discounting your, the drama of you know having a vision of you oh, and your wife coming together yes. in the blessed sacrament. <laughs> but but don't expect that. No, don't don't, don't, don't expect that. Yeah. I mean, it might happen, and praise God if it does. Um, I think most of the time it's just a, a quiet presence for me. Um, and every once in a while, as I mentioned earlier, you know, the scripture is very important to me. And so I, I'm in the scripture every day. And I read through the whole Bible every year. And, you know, and so there's lots of it familiar, but there'll just be this way the Spirit may work on a given day is just something will just jump out. I know I've seen it before. The words kind of went through. They probably went out the other ear, <laughs> but, you know, but it. it the spirit is clearly always there. Mm -hmm. um, I, 
don't know if I can put it any other That's way. Yeah. So I, I have told people when I, I tell them things like my conversion story and that, that moment that the Holy Spirit has to penetrate me that way because I'm not getting it <laughs> unless it does. Um, yeah, I, so I, um, my patron is Ignatius of Loyola and the examine is where I find so often that I'm able to recognize the Holy Spirit that, you know, before I, I go to sleep or first thing in the morning of the day before, uh, or I reflect on the day before to try to see, like, I, I obviously missed you somewhere along the way. <laughs> and so I go back and reflect, and I'm like, oh, there, you were there the whole time. I was just, again, you have to hit me with a semi-truck for me to understand that you're there sometimes. Um, but yes, the Spirit is something that is in our lives constantly. It never goes away. Um, it is always with us. It is always present. And it happens in the smallest of things sometimes. It, it may be um, you, you took a right turn on your way to work when you were supposed to turn left, but in that moment, you you know, something happened. Or mm -hmm. it's, in, it's in such small ways, it, and it's in the decisions that we make. Um, and I think it's always important to discern the Spirit in our lives, you know, to where we, we think the Holy Spirit may be leading us. I don't know why I just give spirit uh, an accent there, but how the Holy Spirit is uh, is driving us towards something. Uh, yes, absolutely. I had a, a friend one time that said to me that, like, if somebody ever, like, pops into your mind or into your heart, like, just a random name of a person you haven't seen in years, that's right. the Holy Spirit telling you, reach out to that person. Even if it's just to say, hey, I'm praying for you today. Um, mm -hmm. and, and because maybe that's God telling you, like, this person needs you right now. So, yeah, constantly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You mentioned just, like, somebody popping into your mind to pray for them. I've, the Holy Spirit has kind of gotten me into the habit of when I'm driving. I drive along 35 to get to Irving here now and then. Um, and, you know, the, you see an amber alert or a silver alert on the thing. Or if I'm on Facebook and I see that somebody's passed away, there's always there's just this little nudge of like, say Hail Mary, or like, mm -hmm. you know, pray for this person's soul, like right now. Like it takes you know what, ten seconds to do. Yeah. I don't have to stop, you know, what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, and when I when I there was a period of time for a little while where I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I, I see too many of these things. I'm just going right. to pray for them here and there. And, and like it's just this this little nudge that the more you listen to it, the more clearly I can hear it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Absolutely. That's that's one way that I think just a, a small kind of daily thing. It's not some. It's not a big miracle. Oh, that's that's great. But it's just a little motion. Uh, yeah. Towards that. So. Absolutely. So now you stay. Yeah. A <laughs> long time. Um, I guess when I think of the Holy Spirit working in my life, um, I think of two different specific instances um, and kind of making big kind of life decisions, if you will. Um, one of them being when I decided to not go back to work at the summer camp that I had worked at um, for many summers um, and went there as a young child. I was there for 13 summers um, and made the decision to not go back. It was the summer of 2012. Um, and I can tell you where I was when I made the decision. I was at someone's house babysitting and I was sitting on their couch and I emailed the camp you know, um, program director and I was like, Thanks so much, but this isn't happening this summer. Um, and I just had this like extreme amount of peace um, in that moment. I was like, okay, this is it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, 
and of course there was a lot of interesting moments throughout that summer and had different ministry um, experiences and um, wasn't the easiest decision to make but I still go back to the amount of peace that was in the decision um, and that I knew I discerned it well um, and then I also think of when I moved up here um, to North Texas to work here at All Saints um, and just that everything like fell into place and that the Lord's hand was in all of it um, it just kind of like every step of the way was easy um, and he just guided it and I was like okay you know this is kind of where it's meant to be even though I'd always said I would never move out to Louisiana um, actually my joke was if I left Louisiana I was moving to Tennessee um, that was the only place I was moving to was you got Nashville. the first two letters right yeah yeah I got the first two letters right um, and the Lord was like jokes on you you're moving to Texas um, so I said you know alright here I go and until he leads me away here I am. The, the old joke is that if you want to hear God laugh, just tell him your plans. Tell him your plans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Boy, <laughs> boy, is he laughing. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. I think he laughs at me on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's an underappreciated aspect of God. Is, yes. This humor, which is Absolutely. somewhat a little twisted from our perspective. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and I like what you said earlier, Deacon, about... Um, like in retrospect, we can usually see way clearer what the Holy Spirit was doing in the past, and we yes. both kind of hinted at that. And I think for those, if you ever, if you find yourself thinking, like, I, there's somewhere in the back of my mind that this thought popped up just now of like, well, that never happens to me. Like, good for you guys, but you know, Holy Spirit doesn't do a whole lot for my life. It's like, okay, start a start a journal. Uh, yeah. Start writing down just like anything. You know, a sentence a day, or you know, a sentence a month, and. Then a, you know, a month from now, a year from now, look back and you'll realize that there, there, things were happening. The Holy Spirit was working, mm-hmm. doing things. Uh, that's for, for me, that's been one way to kind of start to identify that. Yeah, I mean, I can I can even go back that you know through the practice of the examine to look at that the Holy Spirit was in motion long before I ever started going to church. I mean, I remember you know to December eighteenth of nineteen ninety eight waking my parents up at 2 o'clock in the morning to tell them that I was staying in Houston. And that, you know, somebody invites me to church later that year. That's the spirit moving in my life that I didn't go back to Las Vegas, that I stayed in Houston with my my mom and dad and my sister. Um, There's so many little things that I think Mm -hmm. we can all reflect back on and look at that even through our childhood. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the the spirit is constantly working in our lives, whether we want to recognize it or not, whether we want to give it credit. Um, and we can resist. And we can, we absolutely. Can we can resist. And, and, and that's why I think, like I said, I think it's so important to discern that spirit. Um, because sometimes I think our resistance cuts us off from where God is leading us. And we know that, you know, even in the book of Isaiah, in chapter 29, we talk about it all the time, that God has these plans for us that are for our welfare and not for our woe. And so many times we want to make our plans and, and do things our way, and we cut off the opportunity for something so much greater um, that God has in store for us. So, so as we're beginning to wrap up, um, thank you so much, Michael, for being yeah, with us. If you have you. any final words, please feel free to share those. Um, also, okay, for those who are uh, still with us, we have uh, we do have we're going to be confessions tonight at 5.30 to 6.30, uh, every Thursday morning and afternoon. Evening. Morning is, is 9.30 to 10.30. Yeah. The masses are at 9, Monday through Friday. Yep. 
we're hoping and praying that, that soon we'll be able to have Sunday Masses, but we don't haven't been given a, a go-ahead by Bishop uh, Burns yet. And if you're not able to join us in person yet, um, definitely we were still live streaming our Masses on Facebook and YouTube. Yeah, seven um, days a week at seven, uh, excuse me, at nine. nine yes. And you can always watch them afterwards when there's a recorded Mass that's released early Sunday morning. So please join us. And, we look forward to not seeing you through a camera because I can't really see you. <laughs> you can see me. Can't see any of you anyway. Right. Um, yeah, and I, I think you know we want to try to keep uh, all of you as connected as possible to all of us here at All Saints. Um, we have reflection videos that have gone out um, for the scripture. We have uh, for upcoming Sunday scripture. We have the masses that are recorded. We're going to start a program called the Summer of All Saints. Um, that was a, a brilliant idea from my wife and children. Actually, I can't take any credit for it, the other Holy than yes, no, other, other than you know <laughs> being married to them and having children. That's the credit I can take. They they came up with this idea uh, based on us saying, if you want to submit your own videos, please do so, um, and we still encourage you to do that. Uh, they talked about they want to just profile saints throughout the summer, so it's something that we're going to be doing with all of our families. We'll have some information that goes out about that this week. Um, we're coming up with different ways to do Bible study, uh, to do youth ministry events, to keep families as connected as possible. So uh, continue to join us here on uh, Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and Vimeo and all of the things that the you things. can find on the internet. Uh, AllSaintsDallas.org is our website. You can always find more information there. Um, we are up against the clock now so we will close in prayer uh and we hope that you're able to join us next week i think we have ali hoffman plan is to have ali hoffman with plan is to have ali hoffman and today is her birthday if you do not know ali hoffman she is famous from the oreo commercials uh as well as all things having to do with families who dance in their kitchen if you don't know what i'm talking about we'll put a link to the video uh for this upcoming <laughs> coffee chat so uh, anybody want to pray? That's all you, Father. Oh, okay. <laughs> Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to come together again um, to be with all of you uh, virtually. We look forward to when we can all gather again um, to be with one another, to share in our joys um, and blessings that have been given to us by you. We ask that you uh, continue to send your Holy Spirit down upon us and lead us in our relationship uh, to your Son, Jesus Christ, and that we can be Christ to everyone around us. Uh, to remember that because we have a God who is love, that we should be doing everything that we can to model that love to all of our neighbors. Uh, we ask all of this in your name. Amen. Amen. All saints, pray, pray for us. us. Bye, guys. We'll see you next week. Be sure to not only uh, follow our Facebook page, but to also like it. And then um, press for notifications so that you can get any of the updates on posts that are placed on the page. Have a great week.